0: And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome,
1: everyone, to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today, I'm joined by Rob Longo, Tom DeAngelis. Welcome, one and all. Thanks, Uh, thanks, David. David. Good to be here. Awesome, awesome. Everybody take a moment, get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 37. But before we break open the bread of life, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit in to help us to see what we're to see,
2: hear what we're to hear, and then put it into action. Oh, you got it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Father Son, the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the gift of the Word, the opportunity to just to, to press the pause button on whatever we're doing just to to just to just marinate uh, in, in the Word. Your, your beautiful plan for us, your call to us, your challenge uh, to us, Lord, help us. To be prepared, prepare our hearts so the seed that's planted stays and grows deep and produces fruit for the kingdom, Lord. And we just uh, offer all this to you. We want to give you all the honor, the glory uh, for anything good that you do in and through us, Lord. Thank you. Please bless all those who will listen to this, who are listening, bless their families, and help us all each day to choose you, to say yes, to say our yes, to give our yes, and to live our yes each and every day. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And the, Father, the Father, Son, and the Son, Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. And Tom, do you mind giving us a little gospel love
3: today? Be happy to. Uh, again, this is from Matthew's gospel, chapter five, verse seventeen to thirty seven. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter. Will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of these least commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard it said to your ancestors, you shall not kill and whoever kills will be liable to judgment but i say to you whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment and whoever says to his brother raka will be answerable to the sanhedrin and whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery gehenna therefore if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court, otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard it said, you shall not commit adultery, but I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust, has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It's better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, Whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard it said to your ancestors, Do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne. Not by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ.
1: Woe. I think we could be here like for about a week <laughs> at least and then, yeah, and then oh, only be man. still in the shallow waters. Mm. You know, as you were reading this time, I kept circling and underlining, circling and underlining. And you know, I'll start at the beginning. Jesus said to his disciples, to each and every one of us, do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I've come not to abolish, but to fulfill. You know, we think sometimes when we give our yes to the Lord that, you know, we can keep on going on sinning We're We're good to go. We're, you know, I, I did my, I'm all in. I did my, and said my lip lip service language. No, 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 no. God gave us the gift of 10 commandments that he gave to Moses. Those commandments are fulfilled in Christ. We are called to be at a higher standard, to, to be holy, set apart from the rest of the world, so that we can be an example and an invitation of how to live your life, how to walk in a marriage, how to run your businesses. So, again, this is also portrayed at the Mount of Transfiguration. Moses, who represents the law, is seen with Christ. Elijah, who represents the prophets, is seen with Christ because it's Christ who fulfills all what the prophets spoke, all the law. And what does that look like for you and I? Ladies and gentlemen, in order for us to enter the gates of heaven, as the book of Revelation says, nothing unclean shall enter, we must surrender our lives to the will of the Father and allow the Holy Spirit to do the work within us, the work of purgation, to purge from us anything that is not of Christ, and perfect in us everything that is. That journey and is the fulfillment of the law, the fulfillment of the law of love, it's a journey we're all on. And to the extent that throughout our life we've given our yes to the Lord, it's not a complete journey. Thank you, Lord the Catholic understanding, biblical understanding of the word purgatory, that that final process, that final purification of our soul occurs to each and every one of us when we've said a yes to the Lord and we're all in for the Lord before we enter those gates of heaven. And you know what? At the end of the day of my life, do with me as you please, Lord. Purify my mind and my heart because when I pass, my heart's greatest desire is going to be to enter those gates of heaven, to enter into the eternal exchange of love between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, fully perfected in Christ.
2: Yeah, you you had kind of talked about being in the shallow water for a week. Um, you know, a friend said that he's he's got a colleague uh, or a friend that that actually wrote six volumes just on the, the Sermon on the Mount, you know, mm-hmm. uh, six volumes. And, you know, so, you know, we, this is being part of that, you know, a little glimpse of that sermon that Jesus gave, you know, there, there's just so much here. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that I keep thinking is raising the bar, like Jesus is raising the bar. I mean, he said he didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. Um, and unless our righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees <laughs> and the scribes, um, so, so it seems like it could be easier to just be at the surface of of the law. Like Jesus is getting into the heart, yep. like the, the heart of it, and the heart is love, right? That's that's the yes. ultimate law, the law of love, and uh, and out of love for us, He is raising the bar because He doesn't want us to stay just at the surface and, and kind of checking off like, okay, I'm, I'm I'm not doing this or I'm not doing this, I'm not doing this, I'm good to go. But He's He's going deeper, going deeper, going deeper, because He wants to. He wants to 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 bring this into our heart, and he's inviting us to allow this into our hearts, so that he can he can make our relationship right with him and with each other. Um, that's the journey. It's all about relationship. that That our relationship with God will be at its best when we yield our own opinion to, be obedient to to this raising of the bar, and then our relationship with others, like just you know this whole thing about anger, like that. God wants us to be in relationship with each other and we have to examine our conscience and and our relationships. And is there anything that we've done that we need to go back and and seek forgiveness for? Um, Yeah, this is, there's a lot here. There's a lot. So Lord, please help us. uh, You know, as you raise the bar, you're not going to give us anything that we can't handle. But the good news is this is such a high bar that he knows we can't cross it. We can't climb it on our own that he paid the price. He paid the price. And, and we just need to accept that gift. He's not going to force his mercy upon us, but we need to accept the gift of mercy because we're going to fall in in, in a lot of these areas. And uh, he paid the price. We need to accept that gift.
1: At the end of the day, Rob, he's the one that does the work in us. I mean, this this whole beginning of this, that not one smallest of letters or smallest part of the letter will pass of the law until when all things have taken place. Until, Rob, you are fully perfected into the image and likeness of Christ As Rob Longo, as David Abel, as Tom DeAngelis. That's so beautiful. And it's all about the heart. There's a misconception out there that the blood of Jesus, the sacrificial blood of Jesus that he shed on the cross for all humanity, washes our outside. No, 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 no. The blood of Jesus comes into our heart and fills our heart with his life. David in the psalm cries out, create me a new heart. It's the blood of Christ that purges from us our impurities that have come into us through the world. It's a story of the, the Pharisees and scribes in another scripture verse where you know they're like like cattles like and pots that are clean on the outside, but their insides are like dry up dead bones. <clears throat> so for me, when you realize that, that the blood of Christ wants to come into our heart to heal our wounds, purge, us, purge from us anything that's not of him, and give us the abundant life that Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price for, that it makes total sense. He -hmm. doesn't wash our bodies outside with the blood. He washes our bodies from the inside out, Mm -hmm. purging from us anything that's not perfected of him. And that's where St. Paul, letter to the Galatians says, it's no longer I that live, but that Christ lives in
2: me. Amen. Amen.
1: that's that's the beauty of our call as Christians to, in our uniqueness, be Christ in the world,
3: yeah, I, the the thing I picked up on here, and I think it it reinforces what both both of you have said, is this idea that, you know, whoever breaks the commandments and teaches others to break them will be called least in a kingdom. Of heaven. whoever obeys and teaches the commandments. So it's not just obeying, but it's also teaching the commandments and teaching. The right approach to them, because right after that he says, "I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you'll not enter the kingdom of heaven." Well, what were the scribes and Pharisees known for? Their particular attention to the detail of the law, and what Jesus spends the whole rest of this gospel saying is, it's not about the detail of the law; it's about the spirit of the law. It's about where your heart is in the law, and so and so he goes through several of the commandments: "Thou shalt not kill." further down you shall not commit adultery further down the the eighth commandment do not take false oath do not bear false witness and he says this is what it really means this is the spirit behind that and you've heard it said that this is the case but i tell you you know so it's like take adultery for example because that's one that's rampant in our culture and it's normalized it's you know adultery is just normal now you know living together out of wedlock having kids pornography you know, Pornography. Yeah. You could go on and on. The list is, is endless pra- practically. And new new ideas are being invented every day, you know, but you shall not commit adultery. It's the, even if you look at somebody with lust, you know, it, it says if a man looks at a woman with lust, but it could be the other way around too. But even if you look at lust, so it's not just the letter of the law. It's not just, well, I didn't commit adultery with anybody today, so I'm good. But I'm involved in pornography or I look at women like objects or, you know, it goes that deep. And, I, and that's the kind of thing that Jesus is talking about, that you follow the law and that you teach others to follow the law. And some of it's our example and some of it is to go out of our way when those situations come up. And, you know, as you often say, David, calling people's attention to where, the, where they're wrong, where they've lied, where they've made a mistake, where they've fallen down with t- telling the truth, but tell it with love. You know, so that that they're being called back, yes.
1: Yeah, you know, and that's perfect because, again, Jesus expands upon this. Because we do, we look at adultery and say, well, you know, I'm married, I never cheated on my wife. Well, if you've looked at pornography, absolutely. You have absolutely committed adultery in your heart, lusting after one of God's, the Father's, precious daughter or precious son. So, absolutely. You know, this whole thing, you know, you should not kill. Well, he breaks that open even deeper into hate. So God wants to perfect all the imperfections in us because none of this stuff, not hate, not unforgiveness, not, not lust, none of it, none of it can go into heaven. And at the end of the day, the Pharisees and scribes, they knew all about the the Lord and scriptures in their head. And so do many people today, but if it doesn't get to the heart, it's useless. <clears throat> Because it's from the heart where the wellspring of life is to live, which is Christ, that either comes out life or comes out death. So for me, man, Lord, create in me a new heart, Holy Spirit shine on my heart where I've had my imperfections and do the work you need to do in me to purge those out so that I can purely and passionately reflect the love of Christ, the mercy of Christ, the compassion of Christ every day of my life, in every situation, Whoo! Because baby, I want to be ready to go when he says come home.
2: This past week, had a an interesting thing happen to me. Um, you know, when you when you have all these, you know, the, the, these when when God calls us up like this, you know, you can think, wow, there's there's a lot here. I mean, there's you know, there's no way that I can do this. And then he allows things to happen in our lives because it takes humility to realize uh, that we can't, you know, we 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 can't do this right we, you know, without on our own. We cannot do this. And sometimes you just bring situations into our lives to, you know, to humiliate us, uh, to allow humiliation to occur in order to to grow in humility. Because then, and because you know, when we approach this gospel with humility, then we just know, Lord, I need you. You know that song, Matt Marr, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour. I need you, right? Uh, so this past week I was driving to to one of the school visits and uh I, I haven't had, I haven't had a chance to sh- share this with you guys yet uh, outside of the radio so you'll you'll be hearing this for the first time here so get into the car that I don't normally drive there wasn't that much gas in it and uh, I figured okay you know, I'm driving about an hour and 20 minutes there's a gas station on the on the northeast extension I'll be able to pull pull over but that was uh that last little bit got sucked dry pretty quick and the light went on about 20 miles away from that stop. And I was like, oh no, am I gonna be able to make it even to the stop? But through God's grace, I made it to the, to the rest stop, pull into, uh, pull into that rest stop, pull right up to the pump, stop the car, get out, put my credit card in. Denied, denied, take out another credit card, expired. What? Tried them both again, denied and expired. You gotta yeah, be kidding me, I, I, what's going on here? So I reached into my pockets for cash. I had $6. And I was on bone dry. So $6 would not, would not have gotten me to where I needed to go. So I needed to beg. I was like, all right, Lord, here we go. Um, I look around and I check out the, the scene and I see you know, people in their cars filling up. And I see this one guy outside. He's brand new, shiny BMW. He's well-dressed. And my, my whole plan was $5. If I show my six and say, can I, can I just get $5 of help? Because that'll get me to where I need to go. I'm going to a high school to be with kids. So that was my, my, uh, my rehearsed plan. So I go up to the one guy who's standing outside of his car, and as soon as I go up, he kind of points to his ear. He had a you know an ear thing in, and uh, like basically like beat it. I'm, I'm I'm busy, and I was like, all right. I said, I just needed five bucks to try to get to uh, you know get to my, my location. I'm I'm all that. He goes, I don't carry any cash. Basically like beat it, buddy. And uh, I was like, all right, have a good day. So I walk to the rest stop to go in, and behind me you know, you know, 10, 15 yards was a guy that was coming in. I was you know, waiting to hold the door and he looked like he was lumped up a little bit by life. And I was like, I can't bother him for this. So I'm just going to go in and see who else is there. So we go in together and we're talking and I'm walking to the big open area where everybody brings their food at the rest stop, checking out the scene. And then this guy that I walked in with calls to his friend who's getting a sandwich and the friend comes over and he's all tatted up in the arms and like, oh, you know, I can't ask these guys. But the Lord just set it up where you know I'm scanning the, the place and these two guys start having their conversation right in front of me. And I was like, guys, can I share what's going on here? So I told him the story about the credit cards going to the high school. And the guy, and I had my $6 in my hand. I said, can I just get five bucks just to add to this? It'll get me to, to the school and I'll be good to go from there. And he said, I don't carry cash. And the other guy that I let in, he's like, I don't have anything on me. And he said, but let me get my lunch. I'll meet you at your pump and I'll swipe the credit card. Like, really? Are you serious? He's like, yeah, I'll do that. I said, like, here, you want my $6? he says, like, no, just pay it forward. So he goes to get his lunch. His name is Posh. I introduce myself. And then I speak to the guy that I walked in with. I asked his name. His name is Mario. And I said Mario, excuse me, I said, Mario, sometimes it's, for me at least, easier to give than receive. And he said, I understand. I said, really? He said, tell me what's going on with you. He said, well, I'm on my way home from Philly to Buffalo. I was just in 30 days of, of detox for my heroin addiction. Mm. And it's the second time I'm I'm in. You know, I left my wife and kids in Buffalo, and, and I'm heading back. And, and Posh is a, a counselor there, and he's driving me back. So we start talking, and I you know learn, learn a little bit more about him. And then Posh comes out, I ask him his story, and the Lord allowed us 20 minutes because Posh his credit card didn't work, and then we had to go in. And we had to do all this sounds stuff. like it
3: might have been the pump. Yeah, the pump. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it was it was kind of funny because we we started pumping, yeah, and it was, it was the Lord. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, and it was like. Right. One cent, two cents, three cents, and I started laughing. I said, said, "By this rate, I'll be, I'll be in time for the commencement speech if they want me to." And then we started laughing. So you know, he went. You know, the other guy went in, and I moved the car. It started working, but the but the guy that lent me the money, that gave me the money, um, he was clean for three years, and now his life's mission is to help people like Mario Mm. um, get clean. And I was like, guys, have you ever heard of the story of the cross and the switchblade? this is his second time around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I shared the story, and it's about David Wilkerson, who went from Pennsylvania to New York. He worked with the the gang members, just walked the streets at heart for people with addiction. And he developed you know started his first house there. It's now called Teen Challenge. beautiful, beautiful story. But what was puzzling him was these guys that he and women that he would minister to would go through the most hor- horrific detox. And then some would come back. They would all leave clean. And someone come back using drugs again, and someone come back clean. And then I said, I heard it's pretty horrible. And, and he's shaking his head up and down like, yes, it is. I said, do you want to know the common denominator that he, that he figured out? And he said, oh, yeah, well, I want to know. I said, the Holy Spirit. He said, there's no chance. that He found out with all these people that he was serving, that if they didn't say yes to God in a, in a complete, sincere way and allow the Holy Spirit into their lives, there's no way they can go back out and remain clean. And then I just asked him, I said, how are you and God doing? He said, we're doing all right, but I think we need to, we need to get a little better. <laughs> and uh, he said, I don't wanna do this again. I said, all right, I'm gonna be praying for you and I'm gonna make sure the 600 young people that I'm with are praying for you too. And I said, well, what would you say to them if you were able to come with me and in, in front of freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors, all throughout the day, 600 of, the, 600 of them, what would you say? He said, I would say what they've been trying to tell me and tell them for centuries or for, for decades, just say no to drugs. It really messes your life up. I Uh. said, thank you. So I went and I shared Mario's story with them. We were in adoration after a prayer at the end. I just left with that. And the Lord just brought me to a point after sharing a story. And I said, raise your hand. If you woke up today and said, I want to be controlled. I want to have somebody or something control my life inside and out, upside and down. I want to be under the control of something. And no one raised their hand. I said, wait a minute. So you're telling me that no one in here wants to be controlled by a person or a thing? I said, the gift that Mario, the gift that God gave us for me encountering him to be humiliated and begging for, for my gas is for him to remind us, just say no, right? What can control you? Drugs, alcohol, gambling. I said, guys, now gambling is so easy. Every other commercial when you're watching a football game, it's encouraging mm-hmm. us to start gambling. Pornography smoking why would you want anything you're saying you don't want it right you're, you're, you're saying i don't want it. and we know from our friend from this morning and others that this stuff controls you if you let it mm-hmm. in the best way to stop is to never start and if you've started through his grace pointed to jesus in the monster and through his grace he can walk you through this with the help of others so let's pray that if you haven't started any of these that we have the grace to not start if you have, that we would have the courage to admit that we're, we're involved in some of these things that can end up controlling us and pray for God to help and to bring the people into our lives that can help us break free. So we went into a time of prayer and one of the students came up to me afterwards and said, thank you so much. This is the first time I'm in a, an organized school. I just came out of rehab wow. and you gave me so much hope. And he shared his wow. story. And I asked him, I said, what would you say? I'm gonna be with other, with other people your age and younger. What would you say? And he thought for a moment and he said i would tell them that i would not wish this on my worst enemy There you go. and i'm just blessed he said lucky but blessed that i had a support you know i had support mm-hmm. that walked me through but you know we don't know if we're going to have that support so you know praise god for for these two guys for their courage to you know to be walking this out for their generosity to help me get to uh to my location for the seeds that they were able to plant without even being there And, uh, you know, just pray for all of us, you know, none of of us want to be controlled. No, right. None of us want to be controlled. So let's, uh, let's just be honest with ourselves, honest with God. Where have we fallen as it, as Jesus is pouring out here and, uh, let's confess, let's, let's ask him for the help. Let's ask him for the, for the people in our, in our lives that can hold us accountable, that we can walk, uh, walk with you walk with the Lord.
1: Awesome. Well, coming as a former addict addicted to pornography and sexually sexual addiction, I can tell you that thank you, Lord, 33 years ago, he set me free and gave me the life, the abundant life. Because 33 years ago. I didn't care if I lived or died. I'm going to encourage everybody to recognize the voice of the enemy. Pornography, it's a marital weight. It'll help you. It's a lie from hell. It is abusing sexually God's precious sons and daughter. Abortion, oh no, that's women's health. No, it's not. It's killing babies in the womb. It's a lie straight from hell. Drugs, they'll get you high. No, that's a lie from hell. Drugs will absolutely rob and steal the gift of the life that God has given you and the ultimate high that God wants you to experience in the eternal exchange of love. Listen to the voice of God who is love. Discern the voice of the enemy and say no. We are in a time and place where we need to be lights in this world. Be not afraid. Speak truth with love. God has chosen you to say your yes today, to be set free, and to set this world ablaze with His love, His mercy, and His compassion. God bless each and every one of you. Let's get clean, and let's set the world ablaze. God bless.
0: Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a mission of faith. We hope that you have been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a gospel reflection group. For more information on locations and times of gospel reflection groups, or how to start a gospel reflection group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org. Or call us at 717 717- 3670100 Stewardship, A Mission of Faith is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make reflections from the heart possible. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367 0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship A Mission of Faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey
3: home to Him.